0: Okay, well, we want to make sure people are here. We appreciate you guys, first and foremost, waiting with us. Welcome into the PHNX Rising podcast. We are here after the first game, the first regular season game of Rising's 2023 USL season. I am Mr. Max Simpson. I'm joined by a man who took his sweet-ass time getting here, and please, I want you to shame him in the comments, on Twitter, shame, 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 shame. Mr. Owen Evans, we love you. You're in Charleston. How are you doing, my friend? My friend.
1: Yeah, well, Max, (laughs) you're looking pretty pixelated there, buddy. It feels like Wi-Fi issues are all (laughs) around the board. We love it. As as Chakadamala there in the uh, chat pointing out. But yeah, sorry about that, guys. The uh, Wi-Fi at the stadium decided now is a good time to not, Not work very well, and so, uh, after a while of of trying it, decided to eventually just hop on back to the hotel, and here I am where the Wi Fi appears to be significantly more stable.
0: We gotta love it, man. Well, we appreciate everyone taking the time in the chat. A couple of us were hanging out for those last 15 minutes or so, uh, just chatting up and everything like that. So, appreciate everyone who was hanging with us, but. Oh, yes. Okay. Pixelate me. Gotta love it, man. This is... That's so frustrating. Of course, it comes back around to me somehow, someway. Gotta freaking love it. And hey, you know what? Really what it is, is because all the energy is being drained from my Wi-Fi and going to my beautiful background, which is such a nice update for those who can see through the pixelation. <laughs> um, it is nice and bright this time. But we, of course, brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook app. We have a lot to get into Phoenix rising with the one-one draw against Charleston battery. we got all kinds of batteries here folks, the uh, the D batteries, the triple A. The uh, gosh, I don't even know what all these ones are, but anyway, I know that's not even the right type of battery, but here we are, anyway. We are doing our thing. Um, rising did its thing. You're telling me,
1: Max, wait, Max, you're telling me that I had to wait for 45 minutes to hear those jokes,
0: dude. You gotta love it, man. I'm I'm, I'm I'm
1: going back to the stadium. Bye, guys. Bye. i
0: bring bring it to you from across the country, man. No, but uh, rising took a while to get going. Um, I mean, really, really kind of, you know, there were some moments in the first half, but really, from I would say the last 20 minutes of the first half through the first 20 minutes of the second half, it was that 40-45 minute stretch where rising did nothing. I'm pretty sure we wait. It was until like not until like the 71st minute that they even really crossed in halfway during that second half, and of course. You know, battery capitalized. Andrew Booth opened the scoring for Charleston in the 60th minute. But out of seemingly nowhere, Danny Trejo equalized in the 74th minute with an assist from the um, Gabby Torres, who came on. And really, that's kind of how it ended. Super weird game. I don't really know how to feel about it. Oh, and how do you feel about it?
1: I think it's, look, there there are a load of different ways we can look into this. On the one hand, first game of the season with a team that has been quite heavily changed. In a lot of ways, coming away from not only that, but it's a, a road game on the East with a point, good result. You can also say good result because you just look at the amount of issues this squad has had with injuries, uh, the amount of issues this squad has at the moment in terms of depth, just because people aren't here. I mean, you saw the Carlos Anguiano, uh, Jay Z, it was held up. We'll get onto exactly what's going on with Carlos in a bit. But, um, you know, he wasn't available. Neither was Ericsson Gallardo, neither was Eddie Menjoma, neither was, I mean, Carlos Harvey's off, off with Panama. I mean, its it's a difficult one in a lot of ways. But then at the same time, it felt like for large spells, this squad wasn't really in the game. Um mm-hmm. it felt as though even though rising would sometimes, you know, make the runs into the final third, there was a real question as to what they did thereafter. Um and the answer really is very little. Um it, it was in a lot of ways far from the far from the kind of performance you'd want to see out of a team that's going to be challenging for a top playoff spot. But it's early it's early there's still a long way to go um even just more broadly i mean the circumstances aren't great uh, they battled through a lot of adversity today um and it's a point a point's a point especially on the road
0: point is point and you know i think it's very telling right where we we kind of took the poll of the you know you, you we put on twitter kind of wanted to get the pull out of there of what people were thinking, how are we going to fare in this match? And it looks like when we had the votes tallied in, we had about 53% of fans saying that we'll, they'll win 20, eh, 26, 27% to tie and 20% a draw. Well, About one out of four fans were right tonight with a draw. And that's kind of what I predicted the other day. I honestly forget the score. I might have even said 1-1. But I think it's one of the, you know, not to pat uh, pat myself on the back, which I would never do uh, much to what you say. But, no, I I think it was one of those games where we kept on saying, and we still say, that this team is going to take a while to gel to get going um, and really build out, especially the way they want to play, especially seeing that they are seemingly committed to playing out of the back, even when it is rough where there's turnovers, where it's almost leading at opposition chances. And even though it wasn't from open play, that's kind of where the goal comes out of. It's a bad ball. It ends up going, it gets up getting billed out, going out for a corner and then uh, Charleston capitalized on the corner. So it did come back to bite them. Could have been a lot worse, some good keep goalkeeping by Rocco, but I th- I think and this is something we'll get into a bit, but it is very telling based on the lineup, based off of what Juan has been saying all preseason, that it's going to take time and that the squad is committed with the players they have to playing that way.
1: It is going to take time. Look, it, it's, these things don't happen overnight, um, especially trying to work out how you're going to play the ball out the back. And, and at a time where I think that Charleston knew, really, that that's, that's kind of what the plan is, right? And so Rising's way of getting around that is to have runners going to free up a position whereby, again, those, those long balls, but those very targeted long balls, um, can become effective to find spaces behind... Uh, the opposition lies in, in that kind of way and that takes time that takes time to work out charleston came out looking as though they knew exactly that phoenix rising going to be playing it you know little tippy tappy football at times around the back um trying to play out in that regard and so they were pressing and rising didn't really have an answer always for that there were, there were some sloppy passes that created chances that that shouldn't have been created um the real risk to be perfectly frank that rising could have conceded quite a few more goals i think that Rocco Rios never put in a very good display uh in the rising goal and um just you know it, it was it, it was not ideal it was not ideal i mean things could have gone worse as well let's let's i'm going to get this one out of the way early um things could have gone worse mo Traore was relatively lucky to stay on the field um there was the incident yeah right around when the subs were getting ready, um, Gabby Torres had put his jersey on, wasn't quite on the field at that point, but um, he, he takes a guy down and gets away with that yellow card when he's already on one, and you just look at it and think, he, he should have probably gotten a second yellow for that. Very lucky. In fact, it was sufficiently dubious that I was wondering if one was going to take him off for Gabby, um, simply because you you may have needed to to make sure that you had 11 players on the field
0: yeah and you know we were talking in the chat that it was not just in the defensive end where he draws that yellow where he almost gets sent off to your point but really it was just a I don't know it was a very uneven game especially from a guy who he wasn't featuring as much um you know in the preseason where he comes in kind of allowed some headers, like, you know, especially for a guy of his height. you're thinking, okay, he's going to dominate the back line. Wasn't really quite the case. And even in the passing, we were talking in the chat, his pass percentage at the end of the game was 65%. And especially from someone on the back line, you expect that number to at least be like, Man, at the worst, l- l- high 70s and the 80s at the low end, but uh, it just wasn't a great overall performance. Um, it's tough to see, right? I mean, there were some guys who he wasn't the only one for sure. Um, I think Jose Andres Hernandez had a tough game. We like we said, he's gonna get lost, he's gonna lose in the physicality end. And um, but that's why he's in there for the passing for those different changes, and he just didn't provide that. So, really, when you have that, you're leaving Zambrano as that guy to do everything in the midfield. I think he had a very nice game. Um, I actually saw he was the defend- He was the player on Rising who drew the most fouls, but also committed the most fouls. So he was kind of everywhere. He was that physical force that he's lived up to that we've seen. Um, but I think there were just some uneven performances. Um, definitely want to we'll hear from you, right? Because it sounds like you got some info from Juan about tactical changes. Uh, definitely kind of developing that. And yeah, I would love to hear what he had to say.
1: Yeah, so this is specifically Juan talking about the tactical changes he made during the game. So that substitution, bringing on Udo, bringing on Gabby Torres. Here's what he had to say. You make the change there in the the second half, bringing Gabby Torres on. What were you looking for for the difference to be there and what did you see happen? Yeah,
2: what I, I honestly wanted to, to play with two, uh, true greenbacks on, on each side, right? Because in the second half, I think saw a inside. side, and we had a Nick way on one side, and Trauer on the other side. I was doing a good job, but, uh, when he started to get tired, first game of the season, and after the 60th minute, you yeah, I mean, the legs start getting very tired, and I wanted to make sure that we could stretch it full with those field to create spaces inside those inside channels, and, and that's what we looked for within, like, with, with Gabi and Meeza in the second half.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, what do you make of what uh, Juan shared with you?
1: I think that, look, it it was obvious that something needed to change, even um, just in a position there whereby I think even the body language of the players was pretty evident that something needed to change. Um, I think it's quite telling that actually it's shortly after the substitution, you see Gabby Torres getting involved in the goal. Um, That's, that, that's, to me shows exactly that it worked. Um the plans for how he was going to use Torres in there definitely worked. Um and look, it, it's it's a tough one, right? Because I feel like the, the lineup that we saw today in some ways, ignoring the um just broader issues that there were with you know players being moved out, We probably would have said coming off of that last game that look Gabby Torres should be on the bench. Um yeah. he had a very poor friendly against gcu Uh, and i think that's what we were all expecting the thing is is that he's also a very good player who who gets involved in goals we saw at the end of last season he comes in with what just a couple of games really at the end of the year what four or five games and and picks up a similar number of goals despite being a wing back. well hey it's it's clearly clearly worked but I don't know. I I mean, you never know. You never know. I mean, a lot of people are commenting in here, of course, about the fact that when you look at that, uh, actually, the subs that were made at that time, Daniel King uh, was taken off. Of course, he came on in the first half for Aleph Wenmayor, who who went off injured. Um, Sounds like it was mostly precautionary. There's no real insight i can give at this point on how long or how serious this injury could be it was very precautionary. he'd been feeling apparently a tightness uh you know in the hotel prior to the game anyway and so when that started you know playing him up again a little bit during the game they made the decision to just put him off play it safe
0: yep no it makes sense and i mean talking a bit right about darnell that's a it's a tough look because not only did he get stuck on, like you mentioned, but I believe he also reported that, I'm not sure if we saw on the broadcast, that he ended up taking over the captain's armband, if that's correct, at halftime.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, and then it was handed back to Kev Lambert uh, when Darnell was taken off. We do actually have, yeah. as well, some insight here. I know that people yes. um, have been asking a lot, people wondering what's going on with the captaincy. We've got a full yeah. breakdown of where things are. Also for Juan Guerra. Let's take a listen to that one now. Love it.
2: Carlos got hurt. Um, we're going to have a leadership group. I told the players, we... At the end of the day, we we have a group full of leaders, but we're going to have a leadership group of four players that are going to be the four team captains. They're going to be Darnell King, Kev Lambert, Daniel Cruston, and Manuel Arteaga. And that's a group that was chosen by the staff and also by the players. I wanted to make sure that the players felt well represented and that the players had a a voice on who they wanted, I mean, to represent them. I told you guys this, to me, a captain has to be the right hand of the staff, has to be someone that is respected by the staff and by the players and as someone that, that has a voice and, and, and can organise and, and, and can make sure that he represents uh, the players well, but he also makes sure that he's holding everyone accountable.
1: And is, so does that mean that physical arm man is going to be handed around between those four over the
2: course of the season? Or? No, well, at the end of the day, it's, we all know that if Darnell King is on the field, he's our team captain, then we have Kev, then we have Danny and then Manu. So depending on who's on the field, we'll decide, you know, I mean, they, they decide who wears it.
1: So yeah, that was Juan Guerra talking about the current situation with the captaincy. So it sounds like a little bit of a captaincy by committee um, there, really.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I mean, it's an interesting one, right? I mean, especially given Darnell's playing or lack thereof, especially where he's going to be this season, kind of makes sense, especially when he if he's on, he's the captain, but if not, giving it to Kev. I mean, that's maybe also a discussion. Um, right of like how we think Kev is the captain. And like, I, I personally, that's something that I mentioned earlier in the off season. Like, even if it's based off of, he's been here a while, he's got that longevity. He's in a prominent role leading by example. Um, I like that they have a committee, but it seems like he's going to be the guy. Cause he's probably just going to be on the field most often. So um, it's good for Kev. I think that's something that I, think I know a lot of the fans seeing the comments when the starting lineup got announced, that's something that they want to see. So good on him.
1: Yeah, I think, and look, it's something that Kev Lambert is he necessarily going to be the vocal captain that some people may want? No, I, I don't get the feeling that he will be. But that doesn't mean that he can't contribute solidly as a player who inevitably gets a decent amount of respect just because of how long he's been here at this club, just how much you know he means to this club, how much this club means to him. Of course, it's going to command respect because when you're around for what? He's been here since 2017. He came in mm-hmm. partway through the 2017 season when you're here for that long. Especially in USR, players don't do that. Players just don't do that. Yeah. But again, yeah. I mean, as Michael's actually saying here in the chat, and I think it's a really good relevant point, is that Darnell also is someone who's always been looked at well in, in the locker room. Um, A lot of people kind of pointed fingers at him last year. And I think some of that was unfair because I think that as a leader in the locker room among the boys, he is actually very well respected, very well liked. And sometimes things are outside of your control as a captain. I think that making sure that he's still able to provide that kind of leadership, still able to take an active role in the captaincy, even if he isn't necessarily the captain on the field on a day-to-day basis, just because He's not playing, uh, not starting often some of these games. Um, I think it's still the right move. You still, you still want him to have that kind of leadership role, really.
0: No, abso- absolutely. And uh, that's cool. I mean, interesting, the uh, interesting decision, right, where he comes on, comes off, like we kind of mentioned. Um uh, definitely something unconventional for sure, but I uh, know I I completely agree. Glad that they have a couple of guys in there. Um, who are well respected. And speaking of well respected, we um love our friends at Circle K because we love and respect them and what they do. Um, Owen, oh, I know they got circle K's when you are across the country. Believe they have some in Charleston. I'm not a geography i have
1: expert. indeed actually on the way back uh to and from okay. the stadium i've seen a circle k over okay, here there so, we uh, go
0: there we go that? yeah i was gonna say i'm not a real estate expert but i know i hear they got him out there but we're so excited to partner with the, our friends at circle k check them out for all the great things coffee beer snacks all that jazz and to kick things off with them we're teaming up for an amazing giveaway opportunity text p h and x three one Three one zero again. That is PHNX two three one three one zero for an opportunity to win a five hundred dollar gas card. See show notes for details. And while you are grabbing your Circle K, you can grab four peaks there as well. Heard a lot of y'all were drinking. Uh, Four Peaks when you were at Walter Station uh, at the watch party. Apologies. Apparently, I owed a lot of people beer. What else is new? I wasn't here. I was...
1: Mac, here. Max, you always owe people beer. Uh,
0: apparently, uh, which is kind of... That's a whole nother discussion. But anyway, um glad everyone here drinking a lot of Four Peaks. I was drinking Four Peaks, drinking the cool beans. I uh, actually said if we get to 20 likes, I will chug a Four Peaks. Offer still stands, even if it is with my pixelated ass. So, you can still do it. Hit that like button. I will chug a Four Peaks. And... With our friends at Fort Peaks, they always have a lot of things going on. You already know the best place to spend St. Patrick's Day. It's there, Three Street Pub, hang with your favorite degenerates, which is us, and enjoy a darn good time. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. Um, we talked a lot about this game. If we're able to get in, um get into the numbers, uh if you have if we have the graphic on there, um, and this is kind of something where I want to I wanted to point out a few specific ones, right? So the goals it tells a story right and then you have the possession 53 to 47%. Here's where I'm going to I'm going to break it down for those that do not know the acronyms which I mean they're kind of weird why would you first one the tob touches in opposition box. This one to me was very telling and really that I thought means, it was tob. That's eh. Touches I don't opponents. know.
1: What, what's, what's a tob, Max?
0: I don't know, man. That's why I'm talking. It's <laughs> an acronym. It's an acronym, my guy. So you see, touches in an opponent's box, 11-26 to 26 in favor of Charleston. Really, up until that 70th minute, that number for Ryzen was cut in half. It was not there. Not a lot of threatening uh, play in there. And then along the same lines, FTE, final third entries. Charleston more than doubling that in rising again, same type of thing, I, except for that last twenty minutes or so, um, it really just was not threatening. So it kind of shows you what this game was like. It really was something that was not end-to-end stuff, and I mean it was just a dominant performance in a lot of ways by Charleston. And again, I'm kind of surprised by the result, but to me, those numbers really back it up that this was just something that charleston controlled especially when they had the the goal they were suffocating rising with the press and it's kind of just how it played out man
1: yeah you know what i will te- just check this up from michael at the moment here actually this is also a very relevant uh stat which is three shots on target of which
0: efficiency I have- three one of three maybe. <laughs>
1: I, I mean i'm not gonna say for certain because i'm not sure but i feel like the other two came in very quick succession when they forced saves out of
0: yeah
1: uh Trey Muse. Speaking of which, we did have the Dave Muse chat in the
0: uh, yeah. I was waiting for it I, in, I, in the I,
1: chat earlier. It's ever since our it's a ever since mate, our, guys.
0: Dude, ever since our show on Tuesday, ever said that every time they said Trey Muse, I was thinking about his dad. So
1: <laughs> there you Rumor go. has it. Rumor what? has it that because today's game ended in a draw, we will decide the winner of this game. Phoenix PHNX rising followers here in the chat. We must nominate a champion to fight Dave Muse. Um, we would not, of course, recommend doing so, but hey, you can, you can go along with it however you want. Um, You'll fight someone on Twitter, probably knowing him, he he enjoys running his mouth. Um, when dollar beer night happens, things are going to take off. Well, if Charleston had been coming into Phoenix on a dollar beer night, then yeah, I'm not gonna, not gonna get into that one, but yeah, it was look, look, right. Rising was really not good at converting, I mean, even converting the final third entries into into chances. Um, let's be clear here. Uh, I believe that Charleston had somewhere around, what was it, double the number of final third entries the Phoenix yep. Rising did, but yep. they had over triple the number of total shots on and off yep. target. Okay? Mm-hmm. Charleston were creating chances out of those final third entries in a way that Phoenix Rising were not. Now that's something that we've actually said quite a bit. I remember we were talking about it after the last friendly, which is that Phoenix Rising is not necessarily a team that will go up that will play the tippy-tappy around the area and that creates a chance. No, it comes from more, you know, pretty much direct play, quick play um, within their model. It, It comes from finding someone uh, who's making that run behind lines that that's where those chances all come from and so it doesn't hugely surprise me that rising was relatively inefficient um, I mean it doesn't hugely surprise me anyway because you had a lot of people still trying to get used to each other um, it's still still gonna happen still gonna happen so hey um, <sighs> hey it's it's still a point a point is a point I said this earlier a point yeah. is a point.
0: Points are points agree. You went you win them at home where you can, and you draw on the road. That's a good recipe for success, honestly, when you when you can. Um, you know, it, it does make me curious, right? Because we saw that it was a very difficult time playing at the back, which we've illustrated. Yet the goal, it wasn't, you know, it was let's call it what it is. It was more of the direct ball, it was more of the home run ball from Zembrano to Gabby Torres, who plays it across the six to Danny Trejo for a nice tap for a nice sliding tap in. You know, that's something where we talked about of how far and this, you know, you can look at this in the context of a game, in the context of a season. How long do you play this out the back? And yes, I understand it's early. You want to build towards that. I'm all for it. But how long do you play that? And then we finally like, okay this is not working. We need to not maybe not completely get away with it from it, but start mixing in more of an over-the-top strategy, keep the defense on it seemed, that seemed, what seemed to work, do you think that is an effective strategy, or do you think this was more of an anomaly, we need to stay the course?
1: No, I feel as though what, you, what you're looking at there is, is I, ideally, the goal is a perfect perfect example of what hungary is trying to do. Um, it's what he's trying to see his team actually do. So, mm-hmm. it's not as though you're, you're looking at a team here that just, you know, Is seemingly, you know, ignoring the idea that they can do that until that one time a day when they suddenly decide, oh yeah we can do that. No, no, no. This is a a team that is in some ways meant to carry out attacks like that and and they just aren't in the early exchanges in games. I mean, look, it it was the start of the second half again they were slow. I think... um, It was something that came up last week with gcu we, we mentioned it and and juan mentioned it about how they were just a bit mentally slow really um, yeah. coming out after the break making adjustments to the adjustments their opposition have made um because that's the thing right that first spell after the second half is a lot of it is kind of like chess isn't it let's be real one team's making their changes the other team's making their change and then all of a sudden you have to work out how your changes mesh with their changes and what that means and what extra changes now you have to make again. Um, and they were just a bit slow making those kind of changes. Yeah. Um, look, it, it, it's not not ideal. Look, I, I just... They, they've got to start playing the way that... And I mean, after they made the subs, they played well for the, the spell after that. The question is why they weren't doing that for the 60, 65 minutes prior. Um, unfortunately, that can become a trend.
0: No, 100%. Um, it's, it's interesting, man. Yeah, I, I think, right, even like in the ball they're playing towards the first half, you saw that they were, you know, once they were able to get a lot of the the long balls, right, they were coming from the midfield. This wasn't just the let's hoof it long for the defense. And to me, that seemed a big strategy of trying to bypass levels. The defense can play it into attackers. The midfield can play it into attackers. But it wasn't just that 40, 50-yard ball of defense over the top, hope someone runs on with that's not what they're looking for. What they are looking for is it's that play of let's get it in the right players, break the defense, pass bypass low. And then they're able to, you know, either play it a short or play it over the top, something that is a bit more of a higher percentage. So we'll see what happens, man. I I enjoy that. That goal came about, but uh, yeah, we just gotta, we just gotta balance it. It's all, all about the balancing act.
1: It is. And I mean, again, look, I know a lot of people in here are saying the negatives now, and I I get it. I, I get it, right? It, it does in some ways feel a little bit like last year in some of the ways that this went wrong. However, again, I will point to just look at the amount of injuries, look at the amount of issues this team has, has had in that regard, and look at how banged up they are, as well as how new they are all are as teammates. And consider yep. that. And here's the thing. Here's the thing I will say on this. Phoenix rising of last year to me, I understand the issues. Um that many, many issues of last year. And I, I understand that some of those issues may appear to be prevalent again now. The difference is to me, that Phoenix Rising team last year would have lost this game. Yep. I think that the difference here is that this team, yes, they've got their flaws, but they're still grinding out a result. And at the end of the day, it's results like these, these kind of games here, you have to go to the East. You have to, you know, ultimately try and get something out of these. You're not going to... I don't think you'd really turn down a point before this game. I really don't. Don't get me wrong. Did I think this team could have possibly... uh, I mean, before, because I predicted a win... um, Foolish me. Um, but I, I just feel as though when you look at it in that sense, if you were offered a draw before the game, you'd probably take it. Um, especially in all the circumstances, especially with the sheer amount of people who are absent, the sheer amount of people who, you know, they're just still getting used to new roles on a new team. Yep. I think you'd take the point. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. How does, what does the chat think? Does the chat think that we'd have taken the point? I mean,
2: no,
0: so it, it's it's kind cool,
1: of all here with the chance out, chance out, oh, um,
0: yeah. No, we were taught we were talking earlier make when, it for um, 23
1: 23 without one of them. Oh, at least, oh dear
0: gosh. No, we, we were even talking earlier when we were, um, before we came back, is you know, with chat that, a lot of them were saying like. A point to point. They didn't had the same resolve as like things were by no means perfect. But again, we got the point is something that this game could have lost. If you like, I see my, it's a good result. Realistically, if you look at how this game gone, I really think this was a game that the way they played, they should have lost. And yet good teams find a way to get a result, even when they're not playing well. And that's what they did. And I'm Pat. I'm I'm not trying to be an energy vampire. I don't know if that's directed to me or Owen, but no, I, 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 I think that this is something that's a solid point. Again, if you're able to get a point on the road and three points at home, ideally that average, it's what you're looking to shoot for. Um, but there's some things this team has to be clean up and listen, I'd rather be critical where I can be knowing that I know this team is capable of, um, getting better and improving, especially because this era, you know, these things that are fundamentally different than how probably a lot of these players, you know, possibly have been playing that out of the back is not something that happens overnight. You know, as Owen says, a point a point, Devin, I'm right there with you. It's, it's a slow build. Something that we don't rely on over the top and we'll get there. Like this is something where you can see the combination play and then you can see when everything clicks into motion, that goal came out of nowhere but like, that's how that happens on a more frequent basis as it's further drilled in. Like, honestly, the way this game gone went, optimistic when you look at it from that spin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look, again, it's moments of quality. The The challenge now is to take moments of quality and turn them into a game of quality.
0: No, that's a that's that's exactly, the challenge. That's, that's exactly the challenge. it. No, it really is. Quality is the name of the game. And speaking of quality... You know, our friends at OG's brands are pretty qual- uh, pretty high quality themselves. You know, his official, they got the new strawberries and cream, the happy balance gummies. Uh, it seems like, you know, both teams are kind of taking those gummies, uh, you know, to start the game. Not really, um, we're not throwing out accusations here, but just the way they played, maybe it was a little bit of a ease on it. You know, maybe a, a bit of calmness, a bit of a happy balance, if you will, playing out the back and whatnot. But, you know, it is live on the shelves. So you can find them at your local dispensary, the gummies, not uh, just two. Clarify there. Find the local at them at your local dispensary by check ogs brands.com. That is O G E Z O G-E-E-Z brands.com. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy. And while you're taking OG's brands, you can rock some bad birdie just like I am with my hat, as you can clearly see through my screen, which is not pixelated at all whatsoever. Um they got all kinds of great stuff: new polos, new designs, golf patterns, all that stuff. Very light and breathable. Even this hat. It's breathable indoors here, and it's kind of kind of steamy in in the house. So that's probably why my Wi-Fi is going. But hey, you can use code PHNXBB fifteen for fifteen percent off your next order at BadBirdyGolf All right, man. Yeah, we covered a lot of things, but oh yes, it sounds like you're trying to say something. Did I cut you off? Oh, fantastic. oh, you're laughing. You should call the show. Oh, j- Jesus, goodness. Gracious. The problem is, is it's good. not wrong. I mean, <laughs> dude, that's. I'm gonna be honest. That's really good. That's good. For good. That's good. I'll give him that's that cool. one. That's good. Edward, that's good. Edward, we might have for those to. Those of you, who are, for those that of you one. who
1: are listening on audio, I oh, just need to gosh. read oh, out the God. comment. But Edward Cunningham here. Um, it. People may genius. know of, of a prior Twitter account. um <laughs> Said should call the show OJ and Simpson of course Pretty being good. max simpson and uh, my first two initials being oj so
0: it's great for seo i love that <laughs> that's, that's really good for seo bad for the public guy but great for seo oh my word well edward thank you we've got to take the
1: positives from a day like this oh
0: <laughs> dear gosh well i mean man speaking of positives we do have to we do want to make sure that we're we're highlighting you know some people right. Let's we start with Kev Lambert and you know getting the captain's armband. Um, I, I want to make sure we we highlight some of the other individuals we thought played a pretty robust game. And I know like Danny Trejo, that's one that we will put a little more shine on in just a second. But anyone outside of the goal for himself who you thought, hey had a great had a really good game a solid game especially one maybe in their first uh regular season match in a rising uniform
1: Rocco Rios Dover. I yeah. mean, it's the obvious choice it's it is. the obvious choice it is. He, he he was by far you know made some very good saves in that game um and i, I don't know i mean Beyond that, it was it was rough. I feel there were moments again of quality. I think that Fede Varela put the one ball in that realistically Emi e- e- Quasio or yeah you know, Ma- Manuel Atiaga should have buried. Um that's the that's that's the reality of the fact they they should have buried that, should have buried that. I mean, Kev was shaky actually. Pat making a very good point. Kev was shaky, really shaky. Yeah, really shaky. Yeah. Um I I just yeah I I don't know I I feel as though as a team performance and as a full game performance yeah it was sufficiently lacking that I I don't know if I'd really pinpoint too many others besides of course the goal scorer the goalkeeper who who ultimately managed to keep rising in this game for long periods of time. Um I I don't know who else. I mean I'd to shout out uh Tobo F Tobo uh Aror, who came on off the bench this kid yeah. Barster Academy um and first thing he does is he commits a foul jumping into a guy. Like yeah talk about not being scared Tone setter. as a le- yeah. as as a kid, right? Yeah. Talk about not being intimidated by the professional uh, game. I, I That, to me, just impressed me. Don't get me wrong. He gave away a free kick in a dangerous position. Maybe I wouldn't have been saying this if that free kick had turned out differently. Yeah. But eh, they got away with it. So, to me, I think I, I like it. I like to see him just get stuck in, uh, in, in that way. And, I mean, I, I'm glad. I'm glad to see the fact that the youth is generally, I think, being trusted. One in a way that yeah. maybe it wasn't in the past. Now, admittedly, look, I, I did ask one about that, and he said, "Yeah, it's a bit of, it's kind of a bit of both. It's trust and it's necessity. Um it, It's necessity." So, yeah, I, I, I'm glad to see him out there. I'm glad to see the fact that he got a few minutes at the end, and he got a few minutes in a in a game that u- ultimately ended with you know a draw. Could have been a lot worse. Um yeah. So. Yeah, I'm glad. Hopefully it does his confidence some good and hopefully we can see him get more involved through the course of the year.
0: No, 100 percent. I mean, right. They even they were noting it on the broadcast that like, hey, due to injuries and everything, it's quite the young bench that they had on there, especially being in that late of a game, especially knowing the circumstance to have that trust and understanding of you're bringing on a guy like that. That's impressive, and it shows that, hey, Juan wants to play. The young guys believe in them, and, you know, you go from there. Um, that's a good shout. I got two others maybe flying a bit on the radar. First one, Renzo Zambrano. I mentioned him earlier, right? Tone-setter guy, committed the most fouls, had uh, drew the most fouls as well. Um, guy is, was-
1: I'm going to interrupt you. I'm going to interrupt you, Max. Yes. Right? Yes. This is where my, my slight issue with that one is. I think that Zambrano was lucky to an extent to get away with the not getting the persistent infringement card earlier.
0: Yeah. No, and, and here's the thing. Here, here here's, here's the thing. This is the thing to me where I agree that he was lucky, and Mo Trier was also lucky. The difference with me, right, is like nothing happened. Now, with Mo Trier, he was lucky that he didn't get sent off, but also he didn't really have a great game regardless. Zembrano, if he got sent off, this is a different situation. Maybe I'm not as high on him, but the fact that he didn't, he was on. He played well. Had that nice ball over the top that that was essentially the assist the assist for the goal. Um, no, I, it was by no means the perfect game, and yeah, he got lucky. But I mean, shoot, man, better lucky than good. So I, I liked his play a bit over aggressive at times, but that's something where I want that enforcer, especially when he's paired with uh, Jose Andres Hernandez. whoop. You need it with him. So it would be just being that he's going to lose that physicality battle. So I like that shout. And then the other one, Emil Cuejo, you know, it's something where he didn't score on this play, but the one um the chance in the first half where he that was a thirty yard sprint from the hard midfield where, um, plays that ball over the top, comes out of absolutely nowhere from on your screen, and almost buries that. A bit of a heavy touch, but I think that's just something where when he's able to click on, that's the type of player who you know he can really make some magic.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I, I can see that. I and I mean, we've been high on on Kwejo's, um stocks for a while. Yeah. Um, I think that I, I i was quite impressed with what I saw from him in, in preseason, especially because I wasn't necessarily expecting a whole lot out of him in preseason, but we we saw what we saw and um yeah I'm relatively pleased with him. Um I feel as though yeah, I, I mean I, I put the, the credit really on that one to Varela just for picking him out. But I mean it wasn't that for Kwaya's sure. also gonna get the, the difference of course being quite um, should he have taken away? I mean I feel like that's more on on, on Manu not getting the follow up for me there i, I yeah. kind of get the first one being saved but that follow-up you've got to take that away you that was like the only chance of any real note that yeah. Rising had it in the first 45 minutes and mm.
0: well oh well, and i mean listen while we're on the topic of some players who did not perform well individually that was honestly really one of the only times i heard his name called was when he missed that like he was invisible this game absolutely invisible for the way he played. You need know. a guy who's like, right, you need a guy who's gonna be able to be hold the ball up top and be physical up there.
1: I don't know if that's quite fair. Um, don't I, don't, think so? I don't think he was invisible. I did see him getting hmm. stuck in quite a bit. Hmm. Uh, but I, I just i don't know. It was, it was an interesting one. I think what didn't help is you also had a little element, right? Of Danny Trejo was playing out wide, and yet at the same time, he's not a defender. Um, I, I just, I, I, you know, it's, it's almost like you get to that point of like too many cooks, and, and yeah. I think that the way they were rotating around at times as well in the attack was a bit. Mm,
0: yeah. Sus- no, like, I mean, I, I get something that it's gonna it's gonna take time to develop, but I think even in his role. I know that he, they want him to be the guy who, you know, he holds up, he holds up plays that physical presence, but they're not looking for him to necessarily be the playmaker. So it's, uh, I get what you're saying. I think it's, to me, it's just tough still where I think he just didn't have fantastic hold up play. Yes. The distribution wasn't always the greatest, but I think he could have made a little bit more work of it when he was up there. Again, these things take time. It's dealing with the offense, but um, I don't think he did himself any favors with that one. But again, he's our only true number nine up there that fits the profile. So we're gonna we're gonna, you know, well, well, well oh, Liam well. Liam Mullins is a number nine. Uh, tr- <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah uh, he's a number nine. I mean, uh, he's a kid, uh, but he's a number nine.
0: I mean, know, yeah, I I mean I think I think RTI is gonna get a like a long, a long leash, at least in the in the near term. So that's We'll see what happens, but that's at my, my perspective. Um, anyone else who you kind of thought that I don't know, didn't didn't cover themselves in glory that we didn't cover that we didn't talk about already?
1: Hmm. No, not necessarily in in any individual now I'd specifically point to beyond the ones we've covered. I mean, we we spoke about Kev Lambert's issues in in playing the ball out of the back. We spoke, I mean, that one surprised me. That that surprised me more than anything. It wasn't that he, uh, it's not an indictment on his game uh, in the big picture, his game. It was indictment of what was a fairly poor performance from him today. Um, he, we know that he can pass out the back better than that, we've seen him do it many, many times over the years and he just didn't get it done today Um, I, I don't know why I don't think any of us will know why it's probably a little bit of getting used to the new position, probably a little bit of just getting used to the people around him as well Um, but tough to say, tough to say and then yeah, I, I don't think there's really much else in terms of people on the negative side to talk about, but of course we got, we got one about more the positive. On the positive side.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah. Let's put some shine on our draft Kings king of the game. The one, the only Mr. Danny has an obvious one, right? Call it what it is. Goal scorer, made the difference. Six dribbles and not just even the ones he didn't complete. He's just a fun player to watch. I mean, especially with the hype and everything built around it. You just see that like, man, I, if he's going to dribble at someone, he's going to lose the ball a handful of times. I honestly want to see that because you want to see it, individual players make a difference in this sport and especially in this league. And if he can go at defenders, yeah, he might lose, you know, he might lose out on a couple of those occasions, but when he wins, man, it's pretty. And he is a fearless guy. He will dribble at one, two, three defenders. There was a point in the first half where I swear he was surrounded by legitimately four defenders and still tried to take him. you know, Maybe, maybe the, you know, the judgment and stuff like that will continue to come up, but I absolutely love his willingness to go at people and also really, you know, decent pressing. Um, especially where it wasn't always in um Charleston's defensive half. And when it was, he had some good hustle up there, tracked back well as well. So, all in all, really overall good game by the debuting in the, for Phoenix Rising, Mr. Danny Trejo. And of course, wanna shine him as our DraftKings king of the game. And you can get down on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. That was a very Derek Montia phrase for those of you listen to D-backs. Get down on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. That was weird. Anyway, use code PHNX. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. We appreciate y'all hanging with us, doing our thing. We always got you know, good content, uh, good things happening. Especially, we even still we're still going to talk a bit more about comment.
1: Trejo. Actually, I've got a couple oh, yes. of things to of add here. Of course, so Hit number, it. number Hit one, it. number one is that actually, I was having a, a fun chat with the uh, media guy with Charleston before the game, and he was telling me about how last year they played a certain team from Las Vegas, and uh, guess who scored a brace against them in that game? Do mm, I wonder, Danny Trejo. Yeah, and uh, there we go. He's d- scored again today. So that is in two games. At Patriots Point, he has scored three goals.
2: Oh, so he tells me he know. likes
1: it. Um, yeah. We'll also like I, I've got actually some video from from Danny that we can yes, take a look at from just a few bits of clips from from after the game.
3: Yeah, it's uh feels very good. It's the first game. Very happy to get my first goal. But you know, it shows the hard work from the team and uh, all the hard work we're putting all together. And um, it was
1: a good, good, uh,
3: good goal for me and for the team.
1: We saw you playing a different, a couple of different roles today. What was that like for you?
3: Yeah, I think uh, right now we're uh, we're kind of we having some injuries, so I'm having to step up. Obviously, being able to, to play in different positions, I'm uh, I'm a player that could adapt. So I mean, anywhere that I can help the team, anywhere where my coach needs me, I'm gonna be there and try to help the team.
1: And then just getting a point here on the road to start the season off, does it feel like a, a point gained or two points dropped?
3: I feel like every time for us, we want to win the game. So obviously, you know, it's a, it's a point in the road, so we'll take it, but definitely we feel like we should have won the game, but, uh, you know, we look forward to the next one and we try to get the win in the next one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I I, I got, I got nothing else Dad. That was, uh, <laughs> that was pretty well, <laughs> pretty well said. No, it's, uh, I think, I think it's right. Like He seems a guy who, for all the offensive flashed, everything like that, definitely going to be a guy. Team player, again, Track back a lot, a lot more than I thought I was expecting just because he's going to be that creative guy. So um, props to him, and it's going to be cool to see what his profile keeps building for this club.
1: Look, he scored on his proper debut for the team. Yeah. Can't complain. Yeah, you
0: can't ask can't for much complain. more.
1: Yeah. Can't complain. Look, they, can't. they brought Danny Trejo in to score goals. Yeah. And what he, has he, he done? done did that. First game. He scores a goal.
0: Scores a goal. Awesome. I love that. Well, I mean, we got great content from Coach, from Danny. Um, did you hear I think you had one more about uh Carlitos.
1: Yeah, yeah. We have actually had some uh, people in here questioning about that. Uh was one a little bit further back with Devin asking why do they hold up an Angiano? Oh, yeah, good question. After the goal. Mm. Here mm. is the update on Carlitos.
2: Carlos got hurt um last week in training. And Carlos is a guy that, um, Car- Carlos is, is one of the players that um, that excels at, uh, at being a good teammate, that excels at, at understanding what it is to, to represent an organization like, like Phoenix Rising. And it's a kid that shows up to work every single day, ready to work, and gives you his best. Whether he's playing 90 minutes, whether he's playing two minutes, or he's not playing, he's always showing up. And he got hurt after a very good preseason that he's had. I said last week that Carlos had been, in my opinion, one of our top three players in preseason. And, you know what I mean, we all felt it, you know what I mean? Because he, he should have been here with us today. So the boys, you know what I mean, just, um, we talked before the game and we said that we're going to make sure we put in a good performance for Carlos today.
1: Any idea how long
2: he'll be out for? Um, we'll see, we'll see. We're still waiting for um, some for some net, um, you know I mean, um, updates. But um, we'll probably, you guys are going to find out next week.
0: Yeah, I mean, we don't want to be in the business of speculating, but it's uh, it, it definitely doesn't seem upbeat. It's tough, um, especially given after the performance and how he's been rated by the club. So very nice gesture um, from Danny Trail after he scored. Again, we'll um, keep you all updated, and I'm sure the team will put out something, give analysis whenever um, that comes out. But definitely tough to see. Um, yeah, tough to see of that. Log out for that one.
1: Yeah, it's not not ideal, especially compounding in an already rough injury kind of spell for the club, but also for for Carlos himself. I think that as a player, there was some hope that this year could be maybe a little bit different than last year for him, when last year he didn't really do very much. Um, He didn't feature a lot for the team, uh, and there was the hope that maybe this year we'd see things a little bit differently, but i don't know it doesn't sound the most positive let's put it that way Um, no we'll we'll have to wait for the update but
0: not not something not not ideal well we'll keep you all posted on that um yeah, we covered a lot today, guys. Um, do want to just let you know, right, for, oh, goodness, what two, about two, a little less than two weeks from now, we got our next PH Next Tea Party. I'm um, going to be at Dobson Ranch. It's live Friday, March 24th. Join us for a night of golf, food, drinks, contests, prizes, everything like that. Uh, our PH Next crew is going to be doing a walk party against the Sacramento Kings. Check the link in our show notes to reserve your spot today. If you're diehard, check Discord for your exclusive discount link for 20% off. It's going to be a lot of fun. Fun. i'll be out there um i think i'm not i have not been promising people beer but of course somehow that'll catch max up max is to gonna me. buy you a beer all right yeah i'll buy you yeah, know whatever um you know come and
1: we out know he said it there we go uh,
0: come on come on out uh enjoy uh play me in ping pong you'll lose you won't see you won't um yeah but come out out have a good time all that jazz uh mr owen evans what You know, I think we've got, we got, we got everything today. I think we got a a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, We will be, we'll be joining you guys next Tuesday or excuse me, not next Tuesday, this coming Tuesday for our usual 6 PM slot. And then the team is going to be back out at things. They're playing San Diego loyal. On Sunday, the nineteenth, kickoff at three p.m. Arizona time. So that's going to be a fun one. Remember, they play loyal. They're then off the next week, and then they have their home opener again against loyal again, April first. It's around the corner, baby. We are almost there. Mm-mm. Let's go, let's go. Three weeks from today, we'll be doing a recap of Phoenix Rising's home opener. Let's go. That's amazing.
1: Not at this time, because they'll still be playing at this okay, time.
0: Okay, you know. Okay, whatever. Not Anyway, all right. That's on that note. Let's get the heck out of here. Uh, for PH Next Rising Podcast, I am the pixelated Mr. Max Simpson. You can find me on Twitter at Max David Simpson. You can find Mr. Owen Evans at OJEvans18. Together we are OJ and Simpson. <laughs> uh, like Dear him. gosh. Um, As Max I-
1: is brought to you by the nearest potato to film him.
0: Dear. (laughs) All right. Uh, Good night, everyone. Have a good night. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. Peace.